This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you enjoy this. This is on the bake. Hello again. We've got a lovely little episode today. A little bit of a northeast feel, and then a bit of a northwest feel. Um, I won't be feeling people from the northeast or the northwest, just uh, you know, getting a bit of their opinions on things. And what a better place to start than we have our first advert. So, you may have heard an episode in the past with Fran Blackett. Fran Blackett is a a Durham runner with great organisational skills as she demonstrated when she put together the Chapel Fell Top Fell Race and she is taking those skills one step further with the launch of her new business Run Like a Haggis Run Like a Haggis offers female-led navigation sessions for walkers and runners looking to develop their map reading skills courses can be tailored to suit your goals do you want to develop the skills to navigate through the mountains using a map and compass safely i think that uh, run like a haggis is an incredible name for business the website is www.runlikeahaggis.com there you will find fran and andy her partner who are helping to um train people to find their way around on the hills and I wanted to promote this because Fran was a great guest that we had on and I think you know for us starting to learn how to navigate it's definitely better to get out there with someone who knows what they're doing rather than try figure out off YouTube or whatever you choose and um, yeah you need to you need to practice don't you in a a, a real environment so run like a haggis is where you can sign up we're going to launch an on the back foot code so that if you use the code otbf i think fran said she'd give us 10 percent off and you know if sales are massive through the, the podcast she said she'd even give me a free haggis so all the best to fran with that venture and if anyone is looking to sharpen up their map reading skills, I would say look no further than runlikeahaggis.com. Okay, just to give you all an insight about how I work, um, I tend to search for royalty-free themes on the internet. I thought Run Like a Haggis needed little Scottish melody to it and <laughs> the uh, first thing was called a battle music but god I loved it don't you think running like a haggis sounds completely epic now and I hope it didn't detract from the important information that I shared to the training diary I've notched up ten and a half hours this week rounding that one down two minutes and 63 miles rounding that up 0.2 of a mile there's been 2177 meters of ascending or 7142 feet and how you ask did that come about 
Well, after recording the podcast yesterday, I went yesterday, last Monday, I went for a lovely run through Haversage, which was bogs galore. Got some nice wet feet, but I was feeling good. I'm very pleased with that one. Just a nice, easy run, flat along the trail. Nothing much happening there apart from a happy man with wet feet. It was off to... Ooh, where was I for this? Really would help if I named the places. Oh, I remember it well now. I was off to Bakewell to go to work. Um, nobody booked in with a false name, but actually nobody booked in. Um, nobody booked in that day. Uh, and I made full advantage of it. I sorted my little clinical room out. It's looking very good in there. Very, very smart. Um, and then I went out and did myself some reps. It was eight lots of 40 seconds with a minute and 20 recovery. Or a little break in the middle and repeated. It was wet and windy and the people who were looking after the parking bake well, were staring at me like I was some kind of mentalist. But um, I had a good time and I had a very good session. So that was nice. Uh, had a beef brisket sandwich, if I remember correctly. Um, I was hoping for a pork one, but it was beef brisket at the local butchers. So you must fuel this work, and if you can get a lovely sandwich afterwards, I'd say it's not a bad way to go. Hit the gym last that night, and all was good. The knee was improving, and I was a happy man going into Wednesday. I did have a patient in the morning. Get on, and it was a real person. And after that, there was another gap. So I got out and ran up over the hills towards Chatsworth. 90 minutes, nice and easy. Lovely stuff. Feeling good on the hills. Thank you, Bill. On to Thursday. Was was a bit sad Thursday. There was no Rob. And this is what I wrote in my diary. Today was a sad day. Rob Greenwood, a fallen man. The life stresses of being absolutely psyched for everything winning the Arme class, father to a young family, and the build-up to Christmas had left him tired and in fear of burnout. Wisely, he chose not to risk the inane chat of myself and Josh and sat this one out. I was late. And that was 56 minutes with Josh Williams. Bloody lovely stuff. And also, this was interesting actually, I ran in shorts, and as my notes say, because my tights were in the wash. My wife's tights, as she does not exist, were unavailable. Steve's wife's tight would cause me an eviction from the favourable home of the kind Franklins. Skip access would be reduced to visitation, and I would be a sad man. But yep, it was a good run, and I actually think it was a little bit quicker than normal, and I wonder if that is because I was wearing shorts, not tights. So there you go contentious issue there I know some people like to wear their tights throughout the year something I keep returning to on this podcast no sorry they're shorts throughout the year some of us prefer tights and I'd even heard that in ye old days some fell runners used to wear their wives tights which as I explained there not an option for me so then it was on to our Christmas work do Four hours and a half, well, four hours, 20, something like that, running with Kim and Sally from Kim Baxter's Physiotherapy. It was 
quite possibly my favourite Christmas party. That doing the loose, that doing the loose round, not the loose round, the Hope Valley round. We went over Loose Hill, and I had a fantastic Yorkshire pudding after that, and then felt absolutely whacked from Friday to Saturday. I was really tired. Um, managed a little jog on Saturday about 35 minutes it was crap um, but lovely day nice to be out uh, I was looking after a dog that I struggled to keep on a lead or to get slowed down so it wasn't the perfect run but we got through it and we recovered and on Sunday I got out back on the Monsell Trail and hit some speed work again similar to Monday Tuesday I mean and hit the gym again Sunday night and ended the week superbly having our Christmas dinner at the Franklin's where I made my first ever vegetable haggis. So haggis very much is a theme this week. Training has gone well, my knee seems to have settled down. The learning point being, hmm, can still run with some niggles and they might get better just providing they are the right sort of niggles that get better with running. So yeah, Kim's been great actually uh, while I'm working in Sheffield and she's offered me a couple of little wise words that have really helped with my knee. So I guess that's the second advert. Let me plug in my boss and uh, plug in physios. What great people they are. Now it's time for fell running news. Can I just apologise to any of you last week who got a bit of a dodgy mix and probably couldn't hear me uh, delivering last week's news. So I'm going to get it right this week. When it comes to fell running news this week, I got a little bit of live reporting from Bollahope Cars. Take it away, Andy Blackett. Well, we're here at Bollahope Cars. Uh, we've got about 50 entries, race starts in about 10 minutes. It's windy, as you can maybe hear. Everyone's having a look out, seeing all their lines from the start at the moment. Setting up the start line. And, uh, fingers crossed for a safe race. Not sure there if he's opening a packet of crisps or something, I can't hear him. Hey, Bish, you won the race, right? Yeah, it's good. Fast coming off that first checkpoint yeah, sorry it's a bit of a tough one this one um, it does sound like that was Hamish Hamish Carrick of Durham Fellrunners who won the race second was Danny Hope of Horwich Harriers who wasn't far behind he'll Appreciate being called some other lad, I'm sure. He was a V40. And Max Wilkinson of Calder Valley was in third. The women's race was won by Catherine Davis of North Shields Polytechnic Club. And she was ahead of Alison Golding of Derwentside AC. And scrolling down, Denise Tunstall of Durham Fellrunners. There was also 
another Blackett running and that was Joe Blackett who I think had an issue with his shoe. Back to Andy. Do you have a good one, Darren? Yeah, Just record yeah. a bit of audio for the podcast. I'll tell you something, mate. There's some root choice on that. Aye. Why, mate? There's root choice from the word go. Do you have a good race? I do believe that was the voice of Darren Fishwick, but unfortunately you couldn't hear any of it due to the wind. Just recording some audio for uh, On The Back Foot podcast. How was the race, fellas? Very good, thank you. Excellent. Exhilarating. <laughs> the wind on the top of that one. What was your name, sorry? Catherine. I had a good run, it was really tough, oh, really tough into the wind. And I fell race, yeah, through the heather and bog. Great, thank you, my first time I could be back. Is it your first win of the year, one of you? No, I won Kent last week. Oh, yes, I'm just trying to get back into it really. After on a hot run then. Summer season of, uh, of not really doing very much. That was Catherine Davis there, the winner of not just Bolly Hope Cars, but Ken's last week. Was it Ken or Ken's? I'm not sure. I hope there's a race called Ken's Race. It sounds lovely and I'm sure Ken is a great bloke. We recorded a bit of audio from the Backfoot podcast. Joe, Joe Blackett, how was that? What's happened to your foot? Uh, two old shoes. Don't, the motto is don't use old shoes. What's happened to your shoes? It's audio, they can't see it, man. Instead of on my foot, ah, but on the downhill at the end. Yeah, it was alright, but uh, they're too quick for me nowadays. <laughs> oh, well done. Cheers. Well, there's another man with a broken shoe. Looked frighteningly like the broken shoe of previous guest James Gray. But he still sounded upbeat. His shoe might be broken, but his spirit is not. Well, that was fantastic. I'm sure it felt just like you were there. Um, a lot of people opening packets of crisps, though. I think Andy was very professional. I did like hearing him say, Ah, oh, I'm recording for On the Back Foot. So there is another Roman reporter added to the ranks. And, yeah, good good to hear. A lot of root, root choice. Sounded like a good race and good fun. Next was on to the stoop, which I'm hearing, not not by audio, but I'm hearing that by text message, it was also a very windy day. Uh, we have Nick Jackson coming back from wrist fractures, whose words on the day were, thanks Baker, cheers could have done w- without the sodding wind, but hey ho, and Ben Rothery, well, he, yeah, he, he, I asked him if I'm going to have to be reading him out, you know, on the podcast every week. And he said, in an ideal world, yes. Um, I asked him, you know, if I'll need some kind of nickname for him. And his brother calls him a lanky. So, yeah, probably won't use that one. Um... But yeah, well done to Ben, well done to Nick. The results there were, they were the male and female winners. Second in the men's was Nathan Lawson. 
third Donny Clark, good man from this podcast. And in the women's race, second was Rose Mather of York Navesmeyer. And third was Sophie Thackeray of Bingley Harriers. The Stoop, as I'm told, is a race in the Pennines. And um, it's about five miles and people tend to wear Christmas hats. At one point I saw Ben didn't have his on. So I don't know if that gets him disqualified. Um, But yeah, that seems to be part of the attraction to it too. Don't know if those hats are provided, um, but yeah, looked a good one. The this week is just the Silent Night Fell race, which is another one up in Durham, which is the Chapel Fell top route done in the evening with your head torch on. So good luck, people there, and stay safe. What's in yours? Tell me what you like or don't like when you're munching on the moors. Morning, Charlie. It's Will. So, I'm currently on my own, ahead of a pack, who'd have thought, on a casual trigger recce. But I'm going to take this moment of solace in the valley, heading towards Crowden, to tell you all about the inspiration from... Is it... Oh, crikey. Rory Gary story. I just looked at his name and I've forgotten it. My memory's shot. Anyway, any dry stone waller who can work structural integrity into a discussion about sandwiches definitely knows what they're talking about. So, I had thought about having a sarnie for this run. I had thought of having cheese and peppered ham as per the previous sandwich chat. But I was eating it and realised, yes, structural integrity. I'm going to have to eat my own words. Or my rap even. So, I've ditched a sandwich. Sadly, sorry, it's a long day. Needs must. So today is a rap day. But that's, I'm not going to, I'm keeping my tinder dry. And I'll give you a full update on the rap later at lunchtime. Or any time when I think it's reasonable to have some scran. That isn't for Haribo. See you later. Bye. Two things. First of all, it's Bobby Gard's story, who uh, <laughs> did message just um, after his fantastic appearance, saying that he might have been deliberately trying to sound a bit. I don't think that was his normal voice. That was that was him giving us a bit of comedy, and it was much appreciated. I'm pretty sure Will just said there that he was keeping his Tinder dry. I don't think he's on about the dating app. Um, he's a married man, I think. I don't know, I just assumed Will Boothman has been swept up because why the bloody hell wouldn't he be? Hi Charlie, it's Will. So, I had recorded you a lovely voice note just by Kindergates in the wind, but sadly it seems to have failed again. So I'm at home and I can fill you in on my rap talk. So what I learned today was that um, a rap that you eat at home or in the office may well taste lovely, yet it doesn't always work out on an FL. So I had a whole grain, whole meal wrap because they were going to be for lunch at work. 
but I decided due to the stru- structural integrity issues, I'd forego a BAP and go with a RAP instead. So, um, yeah, definitely white bread's better when it's, because um, it just kind of gets a bit soggier, better, easier to get down. Um, but, yeah, my go-to wrap pack seems to have let me down. So, tuna, red onion, sweet corn, and a bit of chopped jalapenos is lovely when you're, you know, not really pushing it. But I found today, it's not the best when you're running about with... Um, it's kind of nice, but you get a bit of like fishy aftertaste. But the main thing was a jalapeno giving you a bit of an afterburn. Now, there might be something in that speeding up your metabolism that could be good, but mostly, oh, a bit of afterburn in the throat with a strong wind, drinking cold water out of your bottle, working hard, not a good combination. So if I do it again, and there will be another time, I bet you can't wait. I think I'll forego the jalapeno and just go with red onion. Can't wait to fill you in on my next filling episode. However, as I realised, this probably isn't so much sandwich talk, more munching on the moors. Speak to you later. Bye. (laughs) I really hope you're enjoying this as much as I enjoy uh, (laughs) Will's um, munching on the moors. Well, from one fantastic feature to another, I'm going to bring you Learning Cumbrian with Jacob Tonkin. We do apologise as this new section currently does not have a jingle. I'm sure it's going to be mightily popular, in which case, if maybe someone could put a jingle forward, that would be splendid. Also, from an editorial point, if anyone could think of a way that I could get recorded messages from people that I don't have to download off WhatsApp and convert from an OGG file to an MP3 file so that I could take them through to the editing device I use, which is Audacity, that would be also incredible. Please write your thoughts on a post-it to on the back foot pod at gmail.com Hello there Jacob uh, thank you for agreeing to come on on the back foot and teach us a little bit of Cumbrian as we all know the uh, lakes has a very special place in fell running and it would be nice to uh, help familiarise us all with some of the pronunciations of the hills and other things we might hear when we're up in your lovely backyard. So, first of all, I was wondering if you could start with the alphabet in Cumbrian. Do you have any favourite Cumbrian compliments that you like to give? Or maybe just one, just pick us one. Any favourite Cumbrian slang that you might like to use, but... um, Try not to be too rude, as you know, you never knew whose ears might be hearing this lovely podcast. And maybe you could tell us a little bit of your fine Cumbrian heritage that uh, makes you such a great person to ask these questions to. Thank you, Jacob. Well, I don't think we've actually got our own alphabet, but 
we do have our own way of counting and farmers would use it for counting sheep um, and they count up to 20 and then they've got the um, shepherd's crook which they've got all these notches on so they'd count the sheep 1 to 20 then they'd move the hand down a notch and they'd count 1 to 20 and move that down another notch so if you have three notches down you'd be on 60 sheep but I'll teach you 1 to 10 in Cumbrian so it's Yan, tan, tethera, metherer, pimp, setherer, leatherer, hoverer, doverer, dick, which is one to ten in Cumbria. He did just say pimp and dick. Well, us Cumbrians don't really like giving compliments to people because it makes us feel a little bit uneasy if we're nice to folk. So we don't really do compliments, but we do have quite a lot of good insults. So if you were walking down the street and saw a bloke who had a strange haircut and you were walking down with your mate to, to point him out to your friend you'd maybe say says that young gadget with Raj Tawan Blater or or if if they had no hair on the head you'd say Sestit Young Gadget with Ne Tawan Blater. So that was Sestiot Gandian Ne Tawan Blater which um is Jacob pointing out bold people in the street, which um, is obviously a great thing to do with your spare time. I think probably one of, well, my most used Cumbrian terms would be Asgan Yam, which is I am going home. So Gan is going and Yam is home. Asgan Yam. So that was Asgan Yam, I'm going home. Which I actually am for Christmas. Yeah, I'm Jacob Tonkin. I was born and raised in Keswick, which is the best place in the Lake District. Um, someone heard once someone say that to be born Cumbrian is to win the lottery of life, and I would agree with that. Well, there you go. That was actually probably a little bit more educational than I expected. I thought we'd probably be spending some time trying to work out how we pronounce the fells that we go up. But actually, yeah, he uh, not only did he teach us a few numbers, he taught us a few sayings. Who knows? Could be a great feature if people um, want to hear anything more from Jacob there. I would definitely like a few pronunciations from him. And, uh, I hope you enjoyed that little one. And thank you to Jacob for being a good sport. And last of all, if you're ever wondering what happened about the Lou Sarsoul saga, I received this from James earlier today. Hi, I'm James Mooney. And I'd like to apologise for absolutely nothing. That was the podcast, we talked about running, we talked about other things too. Thank you for joining, we hope you enjoyed it. That was on the... Bait. Foot.